0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With
1: Sean and Andrew.
0: A podcast all about couples. And the
1: things they go through.
0: Today, we have...
1: Lauren Ria Mackey. And... Jeremy Lewis.
0: Yes. And this is a fun, fun... We had fun doing this one.
1: We did. Uh, Word of caution. We were a little more PG-13 than we usually are. That's
0: something I love about this podcast, though, is we truly allow our guests to be them. We don't censor them. We don't edit them. They get to be them. That's right. And... This couple is fun, and we talk about all about... We talk about all
1: about... We talk all all about... about.
0: We talk all (laughs) about dating. So, for all of you out there who are dating, who are single, this episode is for you. We talk about... Uh, dating apps.
1: Dating app strategies.
0: Yes. We talk about one liners or like pickup lines.
1: And we talk about how I have no game, but yes. the game that I do think works and what that is.
0: Yes. We talk uh, about like the strategies behind trying to find your person. And then once you do find a person, how that dating dynamic works.
1: Yeah. And one thing that Jeremy and I actually kind of discussed and I thought it was interesting was dating someone who's in the limelight. Yes. Uh, me dating you and then Jeremy dating Lauren who... Lauren is known as Lord DIY on the yes. internet. Uh, has a massive following. She's a boss. You've almost, I think, statistically, have seen one of her videos. Yeah. Uh, that's just how it breaks down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we do on this podcast, and uh, if you enjoyed this conversation, then go check out more of Jeremy and Lauren. They just launched a podcast called Wild Till Nine. It is wild. It's a uh, Maybe it's like the edgier version of our podcast. Yeah, it is for sure. In a lot of ways. But it's fun. You can Check just, it out. If you just look at the titles of their shows, so you understand. can understand that. But um we're grateful Jeremy and Lauren joined us. If you want to find out more about them and what they're up to, we'll link their information in the show notes down below. And before we get started, please subscribe to the show and give it a rating on whatever platform you're listening to. Um Hope you're having a fantastic December so far. Hope you're gearing up for the holidays. And uh let's just go ahead and jump into this one with Lauren and Jeremy. Okay, here we go.
0: Rough start, guys. On us, on us.
1: Uh, Jeremy (laughs) and what? Go ahead. I was
0: going to say it's great to meet you guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. Jeremy and Lauren, thanks for taking the time. It's a pleasure to meet both of you.
2: Nice to meet you both, too. We are so scared. (laughs)
1: Nervous,
0: Wait, how anxious. many interviews have you done together? How many How many episodes? Like interviews have you done together where you are oh. interviewing people, but you're being
3: interviewed? Mm, less than five, I'd say.
2: Yeah, but that's not why we're nervous.
3: Why
0: are you nervous? Okay.
2: There's an imaginary swear jar right here. Oh, my
3: God.
1: <laughs> right here.
2: It's, and she should have brought her ones. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll we'll ones keep it tally, I thing. promise. I, I will say I, it's funny. Your team sent over, you know, some background on both of you and and about the podcast. And I think they said uh, some of (laughs) the some of the subject matter may not be fit for Sean and Andrew's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I mean, we're, I guess we're kind of PG, but no, we, we would love, to, we would love to get the full Jeremy yes. and Lauren personality. Don't censor
2: yourself. No,
3: no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. You'll, we're uh, we're, we're, we're going to tailor for your audience. We're
2: going to tr- do
1: well. We're, we're going to do our best.
3: Keep, yeah, we'll try our best. Yeah, okay. yeah the imaginary swear jar is, is definitely there and we're going to be on our best behavior.
1: Okay. Well, All right. That being said, behavior. that being said, <laughs> First topic of discussion. I want to hear initial thoughts. It's going to be word association. I'm going to say something. You say your first reaction. Okay. Ooh, ooh, when fun. I say butt plug Thursday, you say. <laughs> I, <laughs> Demonetized.
3: Demonetized is what I think of. <laughs> Sorry,
1: mom. Uh, okay. When I say when I say sex with friends exes, you say. If you know me, you know I love cereal. Our whole family does. And growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But now that I'm older, I know it's important to watch out for empty carbs and extra sugar. So I took a little break there from eating so much cereal. But now I've tried Magic Spoon. And Magic Spoon has classic flavors and the crunch you love. But it has way less sugar and it's high in protein.
0: We love Magic Spoon in the East household. I always get the variety pack. It has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs with only 140 calories per serving. It's high protein, has zero grams of sugar, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free.
1: It's pretty wild to think a cereal can be high in protein and low-carb and still taste delicious, but it does. I love eating a bowl of the fruity flavor after a workout for some extra protein, and Sean here loves the cocoa flavor as a snack before bed. We think everyone should try Magic Spoon and taste the difference themselves. Go to magicspoon.com EastFam to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code EastFam at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee, so if you don't like it for any reason, the refund your money, no questions asked.
0: Remember, start the new year off right with a delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash eastfam. And use our code eastfam to save $5 off.
1: Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. You, you want to take this one?
2: <laughs> uh, lessons learned. Okay. <laughs> all
1: right, all right. These are... Uh, I- I think we continue this throughout the episode. I'm just going to continue randomly throw out podcast episodes in In case there's ever a lull, but uh, (laughs) it is a pleasure to meet you too. We're excited to have you on. We're excited that you're now in the podcast realm. Yes. Launched Wild Till 9. I would actually love if you guys just start off talking about the show. Yeah, you going.
3: Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm an internet person. Um, an internet <laughs> person. An internet person originally. Um, and so I was doing DIY stuff forever on YouTube and still am, but uh, I've been on YouTube for nine years. And so we launched this project together uh, 16 episodes ago. So it, it's fairly new wow. and it's just been so fun kind of like joining. I feel like we're like a little late to the podcast um, timeline. And or or right on time. I don't know, right on time maybe? I think
2: right I on think time. Right on time.
3: Right on time. Yeah. Anyways, it's just been so like so fun to have like longer form conversations and talk about things like butt plug Thursday that I wouldn't <laughs> typically be able to talk about on YouTube. Uh, I mean, very true. Very
0: here, true. Here's
1: the funny thing with podcasts in general, it's like we're it's just radio like everybody's late to the if you start yeah. a podcast you're late to the game because radio started however 19 freaking i actually don't know the date when yeah radio started, it's a full but, circle
0: world where yeah. everyone started on radio went to youtube and digital and now they're coming back to podcast which is radio
1: so we'll revisit some more details of the show but we always like to start off just tell us how you two met
2: Sure. Uh, you have to say it from your
1: perspective.
3: No, no, no. I, I, I am not a very good storyteller. I have trouble finding like the key points of a story, and it, it, it'll be too long.
2: The key points of how we met? Go ahead. I feel you. <laughs> I, I'll give you the spark notes. Uh, let's see,
3: 2017?
2: Uh, and the reason it's uh, shaky is because we initially met. She had just re- um, well, released. She had just finished a musical parody, would you call it?
3: Oh, yeah. Like parody. I don't know if you remember like the Roast Yourself raps that were popular on YouTube like three or four years ago. Yeah. Yes.
2: So she had just finished a a masterpiece. A banger. and, And I worked at a company that was basically specializing in music distribution specifically for independent artists.
3: And I am an artist, obviously.
2: And her management company was a client of ours. And so we basically distributed this track and because... Lauren does have a you know a massive audience. It did blow up, and it was huge. So there was a bit of personal attention in terms of me on a call with her and her assistant, the one that just walked in here. And so it was like a very casual thing. I was engaged at the time. Engaged. Um, and she had a boyfriend, and this was years and years ago. And, I mean, just song, went out fine, thought nothing more of it. And then fast forward a couple years later, I'm no longer engaged. She was single as of like 10 minutes before, and I saw her on...
1: Uh, you know what Raya is? Yes. Yeah, wow. Yes. First of all, congrats yeah. on being celebs, both of you. Congrats. <laughs> nice.
0: I'm getting verified.
1: Casual Raya flex app. right there. Yeah. So, Casual
2: flex. <laughs> well, yeah. of course, I got on it because I knew one of the guys that coded it. She got uh, on it because she's supposed to be on it, right? And so I saw yeah. her on Raya. But the, the number one rule of Raya, you don't actually meet anybody on Raya. So, of course, I, I basically saw that she was single. And so I went over to Instagram, did a couple swipes up, and I go, ah. There's a dog here. We'll DM her about the dog. Oh, and,
3: my gosh.
2: Wow. And guess what she writes back.
3: No, 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 no. No. Oh.
1: <laughs> she writes nothing back. Uh, <laughs> she writes
2: nothing back. And so nothing goes by. Two weeks later, whatever, I get a notification from Hinge. Hey, friend. And she says some one of the most lame first line things I'd ever seen, but says hi to me on Hinge. And <laughs> I proceeded to ask her out and Within seconds, I feel to like to you guys week?
0: were like cyber stalking yeah, hold each on, other can we just around address? every social app. <laughs> literally,
1: literally, literally what are we doing here?
0: Were they <laughs> like, I'm curious because we met way too early before any of this happened. So, I
1: don't we even met even via know Twitter. Twitter was how I slid in the yeah. DMs. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: which makes us oh. actually sound really old, which is crazy. Yeah. Um,
2: and this is before we like, What? This is. Before Fleets? Pre-Fleet. Uh, the, yes. Oh, Wait, what's Fleet? Oh, come on, Boomers. Come on, you're our age. You know these things. <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> what this is. So. It's a temporary story that Twitter it's, released
1: yesterday. It's Big...
3: stories on Instagram, oh. but on Twitter. Yeah. The Fleet.
1: Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. I did not know about this. There's but a DM too many forever. to
3: keep up with.
0: There's way too many to keep up with, 100%. But I'm curious. Back when you guys, like, were cyber-stalking each other, were you, was like... Instagram considered more aggressive than Raya or vice versa? Was there like a, a strategic play as to which social platform you talk to each other on?
2: Definitely. Definitely, and, and specifically because Raya in particular is just a cesspool for, you want to be seen on Raya. I don't think anyone, maybe there are happy marriages that have happened because of Raya. I don't
3: know anyone that's gone on an actual date from Raya. Like I genuinely, no, I, I don't, like, I have it's, so many friends on Raya and no one that's ever actually like met with someone.
2: It's a very, and not to mention the level of like security is a big risk because it shows when you're at, like if you're at Soho house, it will show you that you're literally there whether you're matched with someone or not. Anyway, long story hey, short. Hey, you said your you body
1: coded it, so let's let's <laughs> yeah. not go. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, so he, <laughs> he uh, Instagram was perfect because I don't post a ton, but there's mm. enough information about me on Instagram to show that I am single mm-hmm. since I wasn't the last time we saw each other. Uh, I like dogs. She's got a dog. And it just seemed like a more of like a, a casual way to say hi. So but you
0: the strategically you- decided the DM situation would work on Instagram because that's the, the visual you wanted to give her.
2: right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. that is
3: strategic I don't even think I thought about it that deep so but the problem was is that because we weren't following each other it went to like the general inbox and so when he says that i responded with nothing that makes it seem like that was a conscious choice i just never saw the dm in my defense like there was nothing shady or salty going on okay
2: but two years later i just never saw years later i see how she scours her generals to see if there's anything of interest (laughs) to to respond back to and so i must have been so far down the priority list that she got that
1: Uh, i'm all right
0: She was like meh
3: Wait,
0: okay. wait,
1: wait, wait. I have to ask, what was the lame line she led with though?
3: Oh, it was, it was literally, okay, so. A
1: hey, friend.
3: <laughs> I'm hey not friend. proud. I had, I had been single for like six seconds and I had been single in so long and I was just getting back into the dating game. I have no game. Like, I want to be very clear and forward about that. I have zero. I pulled up. Flirtatious abilities yes. in any form, and I was kind of like going for people that I had a connection with or had previously known. Like I was looking for familiar faces on Hinge, and so when I saw Jeremy, I was like, "Oh, that's the that's the music guy, wasn't he engaged?" Did a deep dive and some stalking, some light stalking,
0: right? And right. Light
2: then stalking
3: <laughs> slid in with the very Wait, romantic
0: and flirtatious. I need to get hey a little friends. more specific here. So we did a deep dive on
3: all platforms. oh yeah oh i can find anything on the internet give me like a first and last name the question being why hinge um i feel like hinge and i feel like they should be paying us by like how (laughs) how nice we are to their app because we always speak so highly of it but i feel like hinge just like has a higher quality dating pool because it's more effort to make the profile. Like with Tinder, you could upload one photo and no biography where Hinge, you had to to have, I think five photos and answer three questions, or else you couldn't have a profile. So
2: Mm.
3: higher quality- Well,
2: it's not just the profile itself. The way that you reach out, you're able to either just say that you like something or within the profile a you professional, can a, sp- a
3: dating app professional right here
2: classes in session you can actually pick which profile picture you liked and comment on it within your first outreach like for hers like she went to like one of my profile like the pictures itself was like oh my god hey friend kind of thing as opposed to just saying approve
3: right right instead of just being like
1: this onion. Did you find the, did you find the message did you, or did I, you give I didn't, up? But I, I, I will find it. No worries. Okay. No, it's okay. So, we can
3: just leave that. We no, can leave that no, in no, the past. No, I'll find <laughs> it. So can Lauren,
1: you? here's the deal. I, I feel like there's a lot of parallels between our stories here. I, uh, I also reached out to Sean via social media and gave the weakest. I have zero <laughs> game. Like my game is like, oh, you know, this guy's game is so bad. It's cute. Right. Uh, that,
3: that's game though. I would say that's game.
1: No,
2: your game is that you were playing college football and headed to the NFL. You don't need game.
3: That's true. Well, spe-
1: speaking of cyber stalking, Jeremy, uh, a couple things. First of all, your Insta game is weak for sure. <laughs> Second of all, I saw via LinkedIn, which I, which I found you on, you're a UK grad. So I don't know how much you know about college football. In the first place, well, I know place. Vanderbilt's not going to win this
0: year. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay. no, UK
1: will win. Yeah, <laughs> dang dog. Okay, all right, all right. You all right.
0: said that up yourself. I did,
1: and then he blasted me. Yeah, but one hell of a
2: place to get an MBA. Thank yeah, that's not easy. That's not easy.
1: This guy, this guy knows how to cyberstalk. <laughs> I'm, <freaked out. laughs> uh, man. I'm 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 embarrassed. I'm almost crying. Um, but you okay? <laughs> Was there? H- how soon after would, did you guys share? Like on your first date, are you dishing out all the uh, like the the baggage of previous relationships and stuff? Like how quickly do you move, Laur- Lauren? I know like your re- based off your recent video of uh, Truth or, sh- or Truth or Drink, uh-huh. I could see maybe wow. that lending itself to opening up more, but I'm not sure <laughs> on a personal level how that <laughs> he works. He is research. He is research. He really? I'm
3: yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're impressed. I will say that we had each other's locations by the second date.
1: (laughs) What do you mean by location?
3: You shared, (laughs) you had constant shared location?
1: You're (laughs) freaking lying. Is that what you're saying?
3: That's literally what we're saying. So, so yeah, so, like, I, I don't know if you guys use find my friends. Um, yes. What? Yeah, yeah, so find friends. So Jeremy had accidentally Ubered to, like, the wrong um, the wrong intersection that was, like, near my neighborhood, but not quite. So he shared his location for me to come get him because um, he was, like, at the wrong end of the street. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, like, no worries. And then he never unshared it after that date. And so me being like, well, I'll, I guess I'll just keep it. <laughs> And so we obviously we started dating eventually, but second date moving forward, we had each other's locations. Here's the seven question a- though: How frequently did you check that?
1: <laughs> More this than is not I- okay. This is not good. By <laughs> me, I'm curious, right
0: I- and I check it all the time. Okay, she
2: she has. I, honestly? I mean, remember like the MySpace top eight? <laughs> She's got a MySpace top 16 at least of oh, her yeah. friends locations <laughs> yeah, yeah. at so, all times. So honestly,
3: Find Friends is kind of like an extra social media for me. Like I'm just, and, and you know, like post COVID. A security
2: nightmare. Post
3: COVID, <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. no one's anywhere. But I'm always like, oh, like who's hanging out? Where is everyone in LA right now? <laughs> it's like an extra social media for me. So I, I will say that like-
2: We have our own personal like- tracker for who's been with who, see if there's any sort of contagious kind of behavior. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 So.
2: Yeah. So the sharing, oh. the
3: sharing to answer your question. Um, I think in all respects, sharing happened pretty quickly. Yeah. Um.
2: We did go pretty zero to a hundred. And
3: yeah, but also on our first date, Jeremy comes in hot being like asking just like these deep philosophical questions that you're just like, Oh my God, like I am in a pop quiz right now.
2: Well, I feel like I sometimes on my first date, actually my first probably 3 or 4 Kim dates been I'm still
3: on a lot of first dates also. Um, feel can, free to dive into just, that we later can just, on we can and just interrogate scoot right loves around you. that one.
2: Um, I feel like in my first few dates I'm still more like on like business sales mode, so I'm just like I'm just I'm peeling back layers of the onion here and like asking questions that like of you or me? Me you. I feel like I was like very much like asking questions that you don't necessarily hear on first dates and yeah. you're also an open book when asked.
0: Oh yeah. You're not a very secretive
2: person, but I feel like I asked questions you weren't used to hearing. So we kind of like dove in pretty quickly.
0: For Jeremy. Give me two questions that should never be asked on a first date.
2: Uh oh God. Well, Jeremy had a
3: girl show up to a first date with a checklist.
2: What? (laughs) Dang. She had a checklist. No yeah, wonder we
3: girls get such a bad rap. Are you kidding me? I know. I know. Like, for the but, female gender, like, I want to apologize. But between, like, having,
2: like, a checklist and having a... A yeah. checklist. Okay, so what are your thoughts on... Like, I mean, I mean, she prepared and had a, a, a just... And you could tell it was very much, we got to hit certain things. And if not, it was nice to see you. I have another date to date <laughs> I need this table. I
0: would have ran the other direction.
2: Yeah. If I, um, she brought that I'd out, and... I'd be
0: like, you should leave.
2: <laughs> right. I try and steer clear, uh, at least for me, anyway. I try and steer clear of asking about the other person's last relationship until they bring it up. Which Mm. seems like counterintuitive, but like I think it's more important. It's a better indicator if they're interested in bringing it up throughout the conversation all the time, and you didn't ask. That says more than you asking about it and them giving a clear answer.
1: That's that. I think that's a really insightful point. I also. I think that your strategy of peeling back the onions and going deep—it's—it's it's actually a, a form of game, as we were talking about. Like, I think some girls love that. Some girls are like, "Oh my gosh, you've never—I've never been asked these type of questions," you know. So it's what like it's good. I don't know. I've never done you did that. Did do your before. research? <laughs> yes. So Is that how you felt with me. <laughs> so anyway, but it's—it's it's an interesting... I'm I'm curious you mentioned the first dates though. Lauren, are you pro a lot of first dates or against that?
3: I am um, a notorious serial dater. So I really haven't been on that many first dates. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like when I would be on a dating app in between serial dating relationships, I was pretty picky on who I actually went on dates with. And again, like, especially last time I was single, I was trying to only talk to people in my early stages of like being single that I had like a second connection with in some way. Yeah. Just to be like, okay, like I'm not ready to go on a date with a total stranger yet. And uh, yeah, so I, I think I went on three dates before Jeremy and I went on a date. And then I was really planning on being single for a very long time. Like I had gotten under a pretty rough relationship and I was like, I'm gonna be single, live my LA single life. And um, 20 minutes later, and then Jeremy shared his, <laughs> plan, his location on fine friends. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm in now.
2: <laughs> and that would be weird. Now I have to ask him to unshare it. Can't do that. So here we are two years later. <laughs>
0: okay. So I have a part two question, Jeremy. What's the, what's your favorite first date question to ask?
2: Oh, well, it's been a while now. Um, <laughs> my favorite that, that adds so much pressure to it.
0: Or just one you would recommend people listening
2: to Ooh, write I like down to know- and take with them. I like to hear about, I'm all about passion. I want to hear what people are interested in that has nothing to do with their job. So, And to me, it's like when you ask someone what is most interesting to you, if they talk about something that's related to their job to a degree, obviously it's great and it's wonderful that they overlap. But to me, it's like I like someone, and I told her this if you mm. are the best knitter in the world and you just sit there and just cross knit all, whatever it is, but you're passionate about it and could speak to it at length. Did
1: you say I cross that. fit?
3: Cross
0: knit. Cross,
2: cross is that even a thing no
3: crocheting yeah that too or cross (laughs) stitching
2: see she knows all these things isn't that great but no to me it's like I love when people are passionate about something because that passion is just attractive to me
1: all right so Jeremy this is not something that I talk about a lot because there's not a lot of people that can relate to it but I'm curious so you two you two have been dating what for two years is that right Mm -hmm. two years
2: as of a week ago or so yeah. yeah
1: so Lauren had already been on the internet for seven years. She already had, she was already huge deal, right? It was kind of a similar situation with me and Sean where Sean, I, Sean had this massive career pre me. I never even saw her compete in gymnastics. And obviously she had a pretty good success in doing that, but people like how much did the, how, how much did you try to separate the Lauren that had the, the brand Lord DIY from Lauren, who you were pursuing romantically? <laughs>
2: um, That's a good question.
1: It is a good question. I think that I have
2: unfortunately and unfortunately more experience in this specific department, uh, being working in LA around tech that like, kind of touches entertainment. And so I feel like I quite often see the personality or the persona that someone puts forward because of their career and their job and the, the facade they have to create just to have longevity and the one that they truly are. And Mm -hmm. I think some people kind of mix those two up. Lauren is, I I said this right from the beginning. She is absolutely the best and phenomenal at being able to keep those two separate. And the real person she is at home is this like genuine, interesting, kind individual that is just showing her talents on the internet, but she's still that same person behind Mm -hmm. closed doors. And to me, that was kind of what just like sealed the deal, of like what I was most interested in.
3: That was so First of nice. All, oh my God.
1: That was very romantic. Hats off to you, Jeremy. I appreciate um, it.
3: I, I just want to be very clear that this is not the typical dialogue that would happen between the two of us when
2: we're not on a podcast. Well, I, I emailed him before and said, Make sure and ask that
1: question. <laughs> make sure make me look
2: really good. Yeah, I'll send you the <laughs> demo afterwards.
1: So, but it, it's interesting, right? Because people ask me, like, or, you know, trolls will say, you just married her because she's famous or whatever. And like, Oh yeah. When I sit down, but when I honestly sit back and evaluate, it's like, okay, what part of me was excited by the fact that she had this success? And it's like, I have to admit that to a certain degree, as much as I tried not to let that distract us. Cause it was like, in my mind, marriage is a huge deal. It's a massive commitment. And like, I want to, I want to marry this girl who I had all these, you know, Checklist for beforehand, right? Like I had.
0: You were a crazy one. No,
1: but you get my point. But it was like, it's hard not to let that distract because it's like, oh, we're sitting at a dinner and now people want to take and it's like that that Mm -hmm. does enter the the evaluation at a certain point. So anyway, I I wasn't sure if you could relate to that or not. Well,
2: I I can relate to it. One more thing I'll say to is that I will say that I've this isn't the first relationship I've been in or even the person I've dated that has a persona or someone knows of that individual online before they have any Mm. actual relationship with them, and seeing the way that Lauren handles it in particular, Mm -hmm. it was a check that I didn't know that I even, that was even something that was attractive to me, but just seeing the way that she handled it, honestly just made it even more attractive.
1: That's some deep stuff right there. Okay, Lauren, now
0: your turn. (laughs) Going into dating, going into first dates, meeting Jeremy, meeting even other guys that you went on first dates with and the whole dating scene. How did your brand affect how you approach those situations?
3: Oh, my God.
0: What were the boundaries that guys couldn't cross or they could when it came to separating and prioritizing you over your brand?
3: I mean, even if I was just talking to someone that I hadn't met yet to see if, like, there was the possibility of going on a first date – I would try and uh, just say that like I was in marketing or advertising or digital worked in digital and stuff just to avoid I mean it's just like so uncomfortable to be in a position and so vulnerable where a total stranger can go on a deep dive of seven Mm -hmm. years worth of content of my entire life that I've put on the internet and like I know their first name and that they live 13 miles away Mm -hmm. like that's just such an uneven starting point so I would try and like I would never connect my Instagram to my dating profile and I would just not beat around the bush I'd say but try and just keep it as vague as possible so that like that conversation could happen in person and I mean I I got really lucky with Jeremy because he's a great middle point of someone who doesn't want to be famous and be in the spotlight and um you know, make content every single day and capture vlogging and stuff like that. And I was, I mean, one of my main check, checks for someone uh, when I got back into dating was like, I want to date someone who does not want to be an influencer. Mm-hmm. And that was like my number one thing because i just got out of a relationship that was just all centered around that. And, um, and, and he was a good middle point of someone who understands what I do, but also... Isn't going to exploit me for followers or money or um, any kind of like fame gain. What
2: she's saying is, I have bad Instagram game.
3: Um, I, I, I
2: actually big, in We already neighbor. know. Yeah, it was it was a pro in my book. Yeah, <laughs> we already know.
1: Yeah, going
0: a step further though, were there ever any points in relationships in the beginning, even with Jeremy, when you guys get like a little heavier in? where your brand and that fame that comes with the internet scares you that it could affect your relationship
3: oh I mean for sure like I'm not unaware that I come with a very specific kind of baggage (laughs) like to go back into the dating world I was like oh my god like this is this is such an intense thing to put on someone if they've never Uh, like if they're not familiar with like a digital content creator, like having so many followers know so many intimate elements of your life is like not something that's very common. And so Mm. it's, it's scary to like think about having to like bring someone into my world because you kind of have no choice. Like if you start dating someone, like obviously we were able to do it over time and it was like a slow rollout of introducing Jeremy (laughs) to my fans. And like
2: having 17 year old kids in Iowa tell me how, ridiculous and stupid and I'll never be scared <laughs> good the last one. You yeah, exactly. Like, Thanks, so
3: Jack. It's, it's like a strategic rollout <laughs> to like bring someone into your world, but it, it's kind of something that you don't have that much control over and eventually it just has to happen. Well, and that was my next
0: question, is that transition period for you guys where you're not in the thick of your relationship yet, you're not two mm-hmm. years in where you have that confidence and that like infrastructure how did that affect your relationship at the beginning, having you know, tens of millions of opinions being thrown at you about what your relationship actually was, what it looked like to all the outsiders? How did you manage to filter that out between each other?
3: Um, so online, the use of literal comment filters, a very good friend of mine. <laughs> Nice. muting and filtering out specific keywords um, because people don't like change. You know what I mean? Especially fans that have been with you for so long and have seen other relationships that you've been in. They don't They don't like change. And so it took a while um, for them to eventually accept and love Jeremy. But two years later, here we are and it's finally happening. Um, <laughs> it
2: didn't go away.
3: It <laughs> Jeremy, um, I thought you were
1: think- reaching behind you to, to smoke a pipe real quick and that would have been epic if you would have just reached. <laughs> and then- <laughs> It just took a hit real <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was a complete <laughs> distraction.
3: But I think I think for us again, like Jeremy has like a deep understanding of like what I do. And so there was just it was just it was just something to be conscious about. So if I was vlogging, um you know what for here's a great example. So the first Christmas that we had spent together, Um, we would have only been dating for like two months. And even though I hung up a stocking that had a J on it, I would take it down every time I'd film a video so that it didn't just like launch people into an investigation of who the J might be Mm. because it was so soon after my last breakup. And so it was just always being conscious about, um, controlling how much information was going out.
1: Dang. Wait, how soon did you put a stocking up after you guys started dating though? <laughs> I mean, Dang. I. Dang. Mean, uh, Hold on. We uh, just kind of like, glossed over that. Reason, we,
2: we had that very, like, we started, like, I don't even know if we were officially dating. And, like, her parents were coming into town from Toronto, like, <laughs> you know, like three three weeks or so, like, after we oh met. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, and, like, th- I was around. And had we, had, we wouldn't have gone out of our way, obviously, for me to meet the parents at that stage, but because they were in town and there was a holiday a couple months later, if, like, things, like, really just, like, accelerated with the timeline naturally. But yeah. we definitely did things faster than I think I would have anticipated.
3: Yeah, for sure. Like Jeremy offered to meet my parents three weeks into seeing each other, not even mm. boyfriend girlfriend at this point.
2: Mostly because I knew that I'd be completely comfortable with that and that she would be the one that was offered. Honestly,
3: I was the most uncomfortable in the room.
1: Right. <laughs> I was
3: gonna say, how do you bring up that conversation? Um, I'm very happy to meet your parents if you want me to.
1: This guy means business, <laughs> I'm, I support it. There's no ifs, I mean, ands, or buts. Coming from
3: a relationship like beforehand that had so many levels of commitment issues, this almost freaked me out because it was like mm-hmm. so opposite on like mm. the commitment scale that I was like, oh my god, this is like so much commitment that I don't know what to do with it.
1: Lauren, how much did uh how much did Moose's opinion factor into you and Jeremy dating?
3: Um, luckily my dog, I don't think, has ever met someone that he doesn't like.
2: Okay. But
3: <laughs> um,
2: And there goes the level of
1: this.
3: (laughs) Uh So sorry. So sorry. Um,
1: Uh, Right. Moose
3: hates everyone except for Jeremy. And that was his, and that was the green light for the relationship. And that's the truth. And that's, that's the truth. And I swear by it,
1: Jeremy. All right. It's kind of interesting. uh, The position that you're in, not only um, dating Lauren, but now you guys have a podcast together. You have a full-time job.
0: They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft, and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast. In the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one.
1: I I did the NFL and the content creator thing simultaneously, and it, it felt like there was some tension there of like, well, A, there's a certain number of people who don't know that you even do whatever outside of your job, but then, I, right.
2: Right. <laughs> but,
1: the, <laughs> but then there are some sides people are who are
2: very ignorant to the other one.
1: Okay. <laughs> that's how you keep it. Is that how, is that how you do it? Okay. Uh, it's,
2: good. I think to a degree. And it's interesting because I think these are the last years where professional athletes are not, well, I, I think it's already gone. I think we're already seeing the athletes whose brands can run faster, farther, spread way more, Impact through what they do with their content than then Mm -hmm. what they do on the field and obviously vice-versa. Don't get me wrong but I think that as the internet continues to kind of fuel this place where who you are is who you are on and off the field just like I am in my nine-to-five To to me, it's a bigger Conversation that if used the right way, I think is really powerful, but Mm -hmm. there's always some wait. What do you do? What's your show about?
1: Huh? yeah uh there's always that
3: and you're like it's butt plug thursday obviously and I'm like, yeah I, did. <laughs> Just move on.
1: I, I, I wasn't sure if you walked into the office and like your your bros were like hey man listen to that episode about accidental nudes and unsolicited dick pics and <laughs> loved it <laughs> <laughs> and loved. Yeah. it is fun oh, though God. i you know <laughs> i i enjoy talking to people different than i and i'm not sure how many people i've interacted with who have sent nudies out and I'm curious, like, I what is that you, life like? I think
3: more than you, you think. <laughs>
1: I, I don't know how many people I've interacted with who have ad, who have admitted it and owned up yeah. to it.
0: There it is. There it there. is. What? Every <laughs> yeah. person but we have it. on our show from now on, we're going to be like, okay, first question. Have you sent a nude pic? <laughs> the,
1: the description of this podcast there, Jeremy, though, is a, a tasteful nude photo. I'm not sure. Is this like a... <laughs> like a michelangelo i i
3: I received a tasteful nude in our first couple months of dating (laughs) and it was it it was it was a definition of a tasteful nude it was a post shower jeremy with um a a vase of flowers in front of the areas Uh, that needed to be covered
1: okay (laughs) All right. What, what a, you you
3: can paint that picture however you'd like.
1: Well, no, paint
2: it in. I used to do a little more sit ups, uh, and I was more like a, a 210 as opposed to whatever
1: I am now. So, you yeah, paint that picture. A sloppy 210. That's maybe. where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> just no, what, that is not. Well, is, that just, you can't just
0: so say I, stuff like that.
1: Just so I feel better or maybe worse. I'm not sure which is weirder asking a dude about the nudes or about uh, the girl about the nudes, but I know that you've. You accidentally had some. Nude sent out on snapchat lauren
3: um <laughs> but
1: no which is weirder she by the way
3: no it, it was an accidental nude it, w- it was
2: it was you took the picture and sent it there's only so much accident there
3: it <laughs> was an accidental post to the
2: public you sent it snapchat. to your public uh, yeah gotcha right. so Wait,
3: i did i did that by accident is um, there any way to like reel that back in or was that just out there for
0: the internet
2: is forever.
3: The internet's forever. So I got tagged in the photo um, oh. by one account a and couple And we keep times. talking about it. So I know it's going to resurface. <laughs> it's going to resurface 100% the more we talk about it. And uh, like, I hate that for me. Um, but you know what, though? I was following like the rules of the nude, I feel like. And I, my face wasn't in it.
2: Walk us through the rules of the nude. Yeah. I'm
1: so <laughs> curious about this, Lauren. Please.
3: <laughs> I feel like I feel like the number one rule is like, no visible, uh, like tattoos or identifiable markings.
1: Interesting. And
3: at that point, I only had-
2: She reverse engineers the way that she would stalk.
3: <laughs> yes. She, so she's That's like- That's exactly oh, what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah, what
2: yeah.
3: it is. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know that person that has a birthmark here and a small tattoo here and wears rings that look like this. And she wears gold, not silver. So I know-
2: <laughs> Wow. See? See?
3: Yeah, no, 100%. I would do the no, same like- exact thing though. Thi- Honestly, give a girl a little bit of information. She can find anything on the internet. There was a picture once of
0: some, like, it was a, not a scandal. It was like the controversy drama here in Nashville where, like, someone posted a picture of just their, like, forearm, and they were wearing bracelets, <laughs> and we were, all of Nashville was like, we know who that is. We know who <laughs> that is based off of the bracelets.
1: Why so... We- this did bring up an interesting question of which is weirder for me to ask about Jeremy's nude or Lauren's nude?
0: Why did you bring that back up?
3: It's just weird. Period.
1: It's so it's weird <laughs> equally. Yeah, you know, you what? know what? I <laughs> think
3: in this scenario, they're they're equally both fine.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I accept.
2: What I will say is, it's not like we have a podcast. We sit around and and the the point of those episodes are not to go. It's okay to send. Do it whatever you'd like. The point is for us and what we what we are finding interesting is that. Uh, social media is a thing. Everyone has a cell phone in their hand. Mm-hmm. And if you have an iPhone, you have the ability to either make a, a, these types of decisions and mistakes. And to a degree, it's not to say that we want to go around and slap, you know, risks and say wrong, wrong, wrong. We almost to a degree want to talk about things and normalize the fact that like, you have to be able to be uh, safe uh, when you're making your mistakes, if that makes sense. And, and padding the amount of risk that you're willing to pad in.
3: Right. I think like the number one thing that we talked about on that episode too, with like the unsolicited, dick pics and accidental right. nudes was just that like when you make the effort to take the photo and you send it to someone you are officially out of control of that content and mm-hmm. so you know learn from our mistakes we're paving the way for others who will hopefully make better decisions than we did okay. except for the tasteful nude the tasteful nude with the vase i go, just wish you had forth. saved
2: it i'm never gonna have those abs again
3: Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I think if i looked deep enough in my iCloud uh, i might be able to find I it i hope so yeah
1: Sorry. I tangent. love
3: that you guys talk about
1: that though. Way to find the silver lining to, yes. to yes. the nudie. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. I'm curious. Well, you guys speak pretty openly. So Jeremy, from your side, you mentioned you were engaged. How, how has that affected your approach to, I mean, you guys have been dating two years. I'm not, it's none of my business. I'm not asking about that, but I'm how ready. has that affected this <laughs> current relationship? You know what I'm saying? Uh,
2: I think it's impacted, I don't think that this relationship could be as much of a success because of what I needed to learn in the last one um, without everything that happened. And I think to a degree, it's one of those things where maybe other people can learn um, by watching other people's experiences, mistakes, uh, things they've achieved. For whatever reason, you got to hit me over the head with it three times. And I think that it's kind of put everything into this, this perspective of, Uh, Even if you love someone and then the right person or they're the right person at that time or whatever, you're young, you're changing. There's so many things that are going on, especially when you live in L.A. and people have opinions and perspectives on your relationship, true or false, right? It doesn't matter. We all have egos and we're all sensitive people. And (laughs) although I don't really care when someone criticizes me from Kansas about something that doesn't even true, I, I see it. It has to be logged in my brain. So to a degree, I learned a lot about what I did and didn't want through my last experience that I think I've packaged in a way that is um, at least healthier for me, which ended up being a good match for her mm. so far.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, you two. Hard, deep, vague question. Could, could possibly dig up some bones here. I apologize. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's the hardest conversation or the hardest argument you guys have had to work through? One in five Americans have quote, learn a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babel.
1: Babel's quick 10 minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babel's quick 10 minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Plus, Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world.
0: Andrew and I have been learning Spanish on Babbel, and it's been so fun. We've wanted to learn a new language for so long, and have finally started. We've learned how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants, all without having to consult language apps, which is so cool.
1: It's crazy how fast your brain picks up a new language when it's presented in a relatable way. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babel.com. Slash again get sixty percent off at babble.com slash eastfam, spelled b a b b e l dot com slash East Fam again, rules and restrictions may apply.
3: Um, I wish there was something like deep and juicy that's at the front of my mind right. that I'm like this is definitely it. But I genuinely to give you an example, I, Andrew and i's, is my dog.
1: Legitimately, <gasps> no, I know it sounds ridiculous, but like <laughs> we've we, that's probably the cause of our number one argument is the fact that like Sean treat, I love dogs, but Sean treats our dog like it's a human. And so there's like, Oh, you're, you want, you want to have the dog sleep (laughs) outside because it just got skunked. Absolutely not. It's going to sleep (gasps) on our bed. And I'm like, freaking no. Yeah. And it actually results in some big arguments. Yeah.
0: So that's like our big contention point.
2: (laughs) Fortunately, we have a, I mean, she's, she definitely treats Moose more like a human than I do, but I will say we're we're pretty much on the same page as yeah, far as I'm concerned. Yeah, for the most
3: part. I I also like I wipe Moose's bum every single day after he goes to the bathroom.
1: You're lying. Um, <laughs> no, every because
3: time. Jeremy screams if there's something.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? It's, it's tail back and it's it's this motion. <laughs> I
1: have never heard of this.
2: If you go onto my, if you go onto my Instagram and go to whatever uh, happy birthday post I made for, keep swiping to the right, the last one.
3: It's it's me wiping Moose's bum. Well, because Jeremy doesn't like when Moose is on our bed or on the couch with a dirty bum, and so it's just a compromise that I have taken upon myself that I will take care of the hygiene of the it's bum. It's not that
2: I dislike the fact that the butt's dirty; it's the fact that he cleans the butt on our white cloud couch. <laughs>
3: It's the it's the Scoot, you know, like the 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 dog bum Scoot. I hate the
1: Scoot. (laughs) I hate the Scoot.
2: To answer, I think the best answer I could think of right now of your question in terms of what uh, it it kind of gets us going. I am, to my own demise. Oh,
3: I can't wait for this. I
2: enjoy playing devil's advocate. Oh, Mm -hmm. I I do. I just do, and. It makes
3: me crazy. Call it my
2: Midwest roots. Um, I like to see, and it's not even, and let me be clear. It's not because I'm like some like ever flowing optimist. It's like, no, they probably, it's not. But what I will say is that I, when someone has a completely different opinion, politics, religion, socioeconomic, it doesn't matter to me. I try and get into their head and their perspective and go, okay, they have this, what I think is ridiculous thought on this. Why? And I'll try and present that, and woo, that just has never gone well.
1: <laughs> but do you do it in like a vicious way? Like a no,
3: no, no, it's okay. not vicious. But Jeremy and his mother could talk politics. Um, last Christmas, they probably they probably had a four hour one session sit down. So I I went for a nap, I took a bath, I walked the dog. <laughs> you know, I I just exit. Like I I love when everyone's in agreement. I love peaceful compromise, and I, I'm just not. I uh, I don't have the energy to debate over things that I know we agree on to begin with. <laughs> so when he wants to take on someone else's opinion just for the sake of the conversation, I'm like, I I need to go do something else.
1: <laughs> mm. I love playing devil's advocate too. Yeah, he but, does
0: a lot. Yeah. Sometimes he'll be arguing with me and he's like, I'll I'll just stop him and be like, what are we arguing about? Do you actually think this? He goes, Oh no, no. <laughs> I just I just wanted to have the conversation. <laughs> like we just wasted an hour. No, but I yes, honestly think yes. that po-
1: it's it's important to play devil's advocate. Otherwise, like otherwise you're just talking at each other and it's we'll like there's like no attempt at getting empathy. in an
0: argument because we're butting heads about something that we started out agreeing on. I'm like, what is <laughs> happening? Yeah, How true. did we get here? How did we get here? Okay. I just most I just important question that. What?
2: I just enjoy it. I don't know. It's yeah. and I, I'll, It'll never go in my favor, but it's something in me that just, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to learn my way out of that one.
0: It, it beats me, man. You guys are interesting. But, you know what? Most important I, I maybe, question. Maybe,
3: like, next time that you have the itch to do that, you and Andrew can connect and uh, yeah. and... And, do, and find that enjoyment with each other.
1: Yeah, we'll go <laughs> take a bath. Imagine two devil's advocates together, just like a never-ending <laughs> yeah, conversation. Yeah, what about this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we actually oh. don't know what each other thinks about it because we're just throwing out <laughs> hypothetical. anyway. Just pick a ahead. side. Just pick yeah. a side.
0: <laughs> so, Jeremy, hardest question to be asked today. Oh, no. What do you love the most about Lauren?
2: Um,
3: Tell me all the things. Don't hold back. <laughs> Lauren. Is it my cooking?
2: Mm. Well, uh, <laughs> it's, that's, that's spoiler, it's not. <laughs> uh, no, Lauren has, it sounds uh, too simple, but I'll try and explain to it. Lauren cares deeply about <laughs> her circle, right? Uh, whether that's her family, whether that's her close friends, whether that's her dog or whatever, she will very much put reason aside into and, and, and her own demise is, as long as she's taking care of whatever it is that's close to her. She, she has a lot of, I mean, she will get herself physically sick just thinking about the thought of something happening to someone or something that she loves. And it's moving as someone who's a little bit more like a, yeah, well, life happens. <laughs> um, and I, I think just her level of, of, passion and connection with whatever she feels strongly about is, is, um, probably one of my favorite attributes.
0: And Lauren, what do you love the most about Jeremy?
2: Is it my cooking?
3: Uh, Is it? (laughs) It's, it's your cooking, babe. It's your cooking. Um, what's my favorite thing? I feel like like I have like lots of like like there's like a list of things I'm we trying have to, time think to think of, like ahead. what. <laughs> Jeremy's favorite thing to do before we go to sleep at night. Tell me why you love me. Why do you love me? What's, what what's your favorite thing about me? <laughs> oh, <I'm not laughs> really cute, actually. It, you know what? It's cute the first four times, and then on year two every night you're like, oh my
2: gosh. <laughs> Nothing like a couple words of affirmation to put me to sleep
1: every um, night before Sean and I go to bed, we always like kiss goodnight and then I roll over and I just scream out as loud as I can. Okay, slip a die. You slip it die. <laughs> That's really and then the baby she, goes. She does not like it. She yeah. does not like yeah. it.
2: We, weird. Oh, you know what? I feel like if you just keep doing it, it'll become endearing.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh my God. I think I think to answer your question, um, it is... It's in the way that he loves. I think that we have very similar love languages. Um, and I feel like in the past, I've one of the biggest things in other relationships that I've always felt underappreciated. And Jeremy does such a an amazing and like high effort job of going out of his way to show that he loves me and appreciates the things that I do in the ways that he knows that I need to hear it or feel it or see it or, you know, whatever the, um, the path of delivery is. And I think also, and again, this can sometimes also be his demise, but our communication is, is so impressive the way that we're able to work through things in a, uh, mature and rational way is something that I've never had in other relationships. And like communication is the base of literally everything like the good and the bad in relationships and having a partner that has such strong communication skills is just like so life-changing.
1: Wow. Wow. Kudos Jeremy. I'll take that. (laughs) Hey, I had fun today. I don't know. Did you have fun? I did. Did? Okay. I hope you did. I'm not going to ask in case it's a no, but uh, if you want to find out more about Lauren and Jeremy, we'll link their information down below, including Jeremy's weak sauce, Instagram, Uh, also,
0: and their hinge and their Raya. (laughs) And their, and and their, and the Bumble.
1: Uh, Lauren season two of craftopia that she hosts is uh, I can't think currently being filmed, but you can watch season one on HBO and check out their wild till nine podcast. We'll link that too. thank you both so much for the time. It was really fun. And uh, thank you guys.
3: It was so much fun. Yeah. You guys are
1: Awesome.